my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hi Chris and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. Now, Chris, what are we going to review this week? Well, Dave, we're going back to the year 1971. It's a movie that I've seen over and over. And I think at the time I was minus seven. I think you were about 14, Dave, when this came out. So <laughs> <laughs> I joke, I joke. Uh, I think my father was about 14, 15 when it came out. But no, it's starring Gene Wilder and it's an absolute classic from our youth. Well, it was for me anyway. It's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And this was picked, Dave, by our good friend Kent Gustaf, so on our Patreon. Yep, so producer for the day, Kent, so thanks very much for the support. Now, Chris, have you got any particular memories of this one? Yeah, Dave, I'm absolutely useless. When we did Police Academy, and I'm talking about these films when I went to my nans on a loop, Willy Wonka was one of them again. You know, honestly, as these movies come up, I go, oh my God, I've I've seen it so many times. (laughs) It just... It was a movie my nana could put on and it didn't offend any of the grandkids because there was loads of us, Dave. i got a massive yeah. family. So she'd always have about eight or nine of us staying. So she put Willy Wonka on. We weren't have people kicking off because I always wanted Superman 2 on or my cousin wanted Indiana Jones on. You know what? You don't like that crap. So this, <laughs> this was like a neutral movie for the family. I think Star Wars was probably the only other one that you got away with nobody complaining. But... Yeah, I've seen it so many times. I think my nana had to like, she, she had a phase, my nan, and she's not with us now, but she bought every Disney uh, movie on VHS. This isn't obviously Disney, but she bought all sorts of different kids' movies that we used to watch and just put, I think it's just to shut us up, really, looking back now, Dave. But yeah, I've, I've seen it so, so many times. And also, it's a pop culture film, isn't it, Dave? I mean, come on. Yeah. But we've all said umpa lumpa, Dave, haven't we? Basically, let's, let's be honest. From this movie, this has been a pop culture reference, whether it's good or bad, for well, forty-one years since it came out. Forty-one years, fifty, even fifty, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 50 years, yeah, 50, yeah, yeah, fifty years this year. It's crazy, isn't it? Older than us. so so i i can't remember a time when this wasn't around and like you say i I think we definitely had a copy but i don't think we had to do the old dodgy sellotape over the uh over the video rental store copy and then (laughs) then get your own copy I, i think this was straight from the tv and uh it was on so much as well, wasn't it? You wouldn't even have to have a video copy of this one because it was just on all the time, certainly around Christmas, around Easter. And I'm pretty sure that I've seen the second half of it at least double the amount of times that I've seen the first half of it. <laughs> it's one of those that you can just... if you've channel hopping and looking for something to watch and bearing in mind you know when we were growing up you had three channels you had bbc one bbc two itv then came channel four so we had a fourth channel but it still didn't take you too long to actually channel hop 
Um, whereas now it takes you ages, doesn't it? And by the time you get to the end, you're like, oh, everything's changed now. I'll go through again. <laughs> but um, for this one, if I'm, it, it's not necessarily one that I would seek out. You know, I would put on, I'd think, yeah, let's let's watch Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And in my mind, Chris, this is called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is, of course, the book. Uh, but this, the name of this one is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, isn't it? Yeah. And it always throws me a loop, that. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't seek it out. But if it was on, it's kind of hypnotic and I can't not watch it. <laughs> I can't not see it through to the end. And especially, like I say, once you get to the second half, because on this rewatch, and, and we'll get into the details of it, but I was quite surprised how long it takes them to get to the chocolate factory. Mm. It's like halfway through the film, isn't it? And certainly in the Tim Burton remake, which, in my humble opinion, Chris, is a far inferior product to this one. Um, he, he, he almost gets there, or he gets there a lot quicker, it seems, than he does uh, in this one. So, yeah, I absolutely love this one as a kid. Um, and, yeah, I've not watched this one for a few years. Having the little kiddies, you know, it's one that they watch. Um, so it's not it's not been too long since I've watched it, to be honest. But, yeah, it was good to go back and watch the whole thing from the start and actually think a little bit about the critique of it yeah and, and that's funny you should say that because it runs at like one hour 40 doesn't it and i was the same i'd i'd not seen it for years dave exactly like you. it must be 15 maybe even 20 years i've not seen it you know I've, mm. God, so it's been so long jordan was never into it so it's not, so if jordan had been into it then maybe you know i could have had a better memory of it but i've, I've just seen it so many times i know it beat for beat the, every section of it but look there i grew up fucking with jordan watching fucking barney and stuff you know i love you it's like, oh, fuck <laughs> off. You know, fucking barney i mean ben and house was pretty good and then we had um roly-poly-oly and all the disney stuff she was into but i even went to see ben the big blue house dave at the manchester Eve news arena which is uh was interesting oh, yeah yeah jordan cried the whole time i mean sam absolutely loved it and uh it's jim henson disney thing so <laughs> we well, loved I, it. I, mine are obviously a bit younger than uh jordan so we had a, a whole different batch of children's tv so we, uh, like I say this one we had on dvd um, but there's all kinds of things like Mr. Tumble in something special. Uh, you probably aren't aware of the, oh, what, what was it called? In the Night Garden. Yeah, I know. With the, the Tumbly Boost, you know yeah. that one? Mm. Teletubbies was Jordan's, I think. Teletubbies, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that they'd already been phased out, I think, by the time my kids came around. So I, I quite enjoyed watching the television if I'm honest Chris sometimes I'd be uh, I'd have a bit of a hangover stick that on <laughs> I know this is nothing very to strange do, it's nothing to do with this Dave but how many times have you as a parent started watching a kid's show they fuck off out the room and then you're sat there watching episode the after episode every every time <laughs> Jordan so she watched them sort of move then it was um the tweenies, because we named our cat Milo, who's not with us now, but he was a, he was a kitten. We called him Milo after the tweenies. And then it was like, um, oh, I'll tell you which one Jordan loved, that's Balamori, whether you're in Scotland Day, them houses oh, were painted. Oh, what's the story in Balamori, Balamori, wouldn't you like to know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, funny enough, Dave, you say about Mr. Tumble, I've seen, um, <laughs> have you seen that picture of that lookalike Mr. Tumble? Um, 
<laughs> Go on, no. <laughs> so it, the guy looks an absolute double of Mr. Tumble. It was knocking about, as John Hammond would know, in one of my dodgy WhatsApp groups. But basically, Mr. Tumble was giving a fucking car one up the exhaust. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> he was in the paper. He had to deny that it was him as well. It got that, it went that viral. That he is, it like, is it like where uh, David Schwimmer was caught on yeah, Robin, CCTV? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Shoplifted in Blackpool or something, wasn't it? <laughs> I remember reading the article, and you know, the first thing you do is put Mr. Tumble car exhaust, and then you're like, oh, oh my God. Shit. So there you go. There's your next search for parameter, Dave. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm not searching for that. <laughs> I bet John does, though. <laughs> oh, my word. So, Brilliant. Chris, should we get into our trailer? Let's go. Up the airy mountain, down the rushing glen, we dare not go a-hunting for fear of little men. You see, nobody ever goes in. Nobody ever comes out. And now details on the sudden announcement that has captured the attention of the entire world. Hidden among the countless billions of Wonka bars are five gold tickets. And to the five people who find them will come the most fabulous prize one could wish for. This is going to be such an exciting day. I hope you enjoy it. I think you will. Dear friends, inside this room, all of my dreams become realities, and some of my realities become dreams. And almost everything you'll see is eatable. Just love it. No earthly way of knowing <laughs> which direction we are going. There's no knowing where we're rowing or which way the river's flowing. These small boys are extremely springy and elastic, so I think we'll put them in my special taffy pulling machine. In a small town, Charlie Bucket, a poor paperboy, watches children visit a candy shop. Walking home, he passes Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. A mysterious tinker recites the first lines of William Allingham's poem, The Fairies, and tells Charlie that nobody ever goes in and nobody ever comes out. Charlie rushes home to his widowed mother and bedridden grandparents. That night, Charlie tells his grandpa Joe what the tinker said, and Joe reveals that Wonka locked the factory because other candy makers, including his rival, Arthur Slugworth, sought to steal his recipes. Wonka shut down the factory but resumed selling candy after three years. The origin of Wonka's labour force is unknown. Now, Chris, 
What do you reckon to the opening of this movie? Well, Dave, one thing I've got to say from the outset was I completely didn't realise it was all filmed in Munich in Germany. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I, I honestly didn't. I thought it was in some small town in the US or, you know, some part of a city. I completely complete over my head. And when I'm watching it, I'm like, wow, this is in Germany or Holland or something, you know, real narrow streets. And, and what's weird is a lot, some of the dialects, some of them are just American and don't give a shit. And then other ones have got a little bit of a, a fake twang, haven't they? Like they are German speaking English. So that's a bit weird. But I will say, Dave, we've got to talk about, and the one thing that repulsed me what the fuck are his four grandparents doing living in that bed? <laughs> that bed must stink of shit. It's fucking <laughs> minging. No wonder the poor mum's downtrodden. Them lazy fuckers have not got out of the bed in 20 years. She's got a bed bath the fuckers and then clean everyone's washing. I felt so sorry for her Monday. It's minging. When you, it's, it's almost uh, Terminator 1 level Kyle Reese giving Sarah Connor one while he stinks of piss and shit <laughs> off, the, off the fucking tramp's pants. It's fucking... hobo <laughs> gear that he's nicked. Yeah, he's got, he's got a nice pair of Nike Air Force Ones on though, Dave. That might help him cop off of Sarah. Oh, but yeah, that that is. I, I don't even understand in 1971, and and oh, I don't know. I, I kept looking into it from a human level, going, "That is just fucking weird." You know what I mean? But anyway, Grandpa well, Joe is, is the <laughs> is the voice of reason in this, isn't he? Well, let's not forget that this was based on the 1964 children's novel "Charlie in the Chocolate Factory" by Roald Dahl. <laughs> so you know, the 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 practicalities and. Uh, pungent nature of his grandparents probably aren't you know first and foremost in in the story but yeah it, it would be a bit smelly wouldn't it to be oh fair i'll tell you what i thought as well though i i mean i i think it builds it up builds up the story quite well they're obviously you know not very well off is a massive understatement isn't it but i don't know have you seen the remake no, I've got a big thing for Tim Burton movies. They do me fucking heading, Dave. I know he's done Batman and that, but I just think he's always got Helena Bonham McCartney and fucking Johnny Depp, and, and it just seems to be yeah. one, big, one big in-joke whenever I watch their films. So they're always dead dark and black tone to him. I don't know. I just, I could just, I, it may be me. There may be some great movies out there, but I just cannot get into any of his movies at all. Well, it's just all very abstract, you know? So the remake, it's a bit like bit like the Grinch, like the where Charlie lives, it, it's all like this wonky house, and and it just it it's so far separated from reality, it just is like a children's book. Whereas this, I quite liked that it it does seem to be set in reality. Yeah, you know, a, or a, a slightly exaggerated reality. So yeah, it was just something I noticed. I having watched the you know, the the rebooted one. But uh, Grandpa Joe, Chris, is a bit of a knob, isn't he? <laughs> because this this family can hardly afford to eat. The mother is downtrodden and you know the the dad doesn't earn much money or anything. Charlie, you know is is you know he doesn't get any kind of the luxuries that that kids get and you know so he's happy when he does get his one little chocolate bar at the at the start but he gives up his money for his uncle joe's tobacco did you notice that yeah straight away 
And I was thinking, come on. <laughs> you know, and, and at first he's sort of saying, oh, no, I can't possibly do that. But, you know, he's like, all right, oh, go on then. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought it was bang out of order. If you're fucking lying in bed with three other old people, fucking, you know, surely one of the first things to go is your fucking snuff and tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I just found that a little bit self-centred, and it wound me up. And then, fucking, of course, I mean, without fast-forwarding too much, but obviously when he gets the golden ticket, he's up like fucking Lazarus then, isn't he? <laughs> you know? He's up fucking Sam Cohen it round the fucking bedroom, isn't he, Dave? He's yeah. It's like, you chocolate. fucking... <laughs> you bastard why, why is the mother not like you fucker you could have been out there working and I've been fucking wiping your ass and, and fucking... oh my god <laughs> Fuck. it doesn't bear thinking does it it's fucking minging that scene now when you look at it now it's like oh that is just fucking rancid <laughs> fucking hell it's just it's smelling of yeast infections and shit oh. minging minging anyway and you're right about... Apologies, Kent. <laughs> <laughs> Probably destroyed his childhood Kent, I'm so memories. Sorry. Dave made me do it, Ken. Honestly, I only wanted to go on ticket. But no, I must admit, Dave, one thing I would say is Wonka bars and that came into the UK, didn't they? I think Nestle or someone started making them around about the 90s. And from being mm. a kid watching this movie... And I don't know whether they're on sale now. I think they're in like the special. I think they are in specialised. There's a specialised um, sweet shop in the Trafford Centre near us where we were the other day, Dave. So there's one there that does sweets and things like that and, and candy mm. and chocolate. And I'm sure they do Wonka bars. But I always wanted to find a golden ticket as a kid. I'd get like a Mars bar and open it dead, dead slowly because of, or buy something like an Aero or something that looked like a Wonka bar. You know, like that sort of paper. Yeah, I know it yeah. sounds stupid because I'm like, well, where was it going? It wasn't like there was a competition on, but <laughs> there, there was similar competitions like the Willy Wonka when we were kids where you would find stuff inside chocolate bars and that. So so I was always all in, Dave, and obviously that didn't help the fact that I'm a chocoholic because all I did watching this movie was kept thinking, fucking eat that chocolate, Charlie, because I'm yeah, dying for a I bar love, of chocolate. Yeah, I love chocolate. <laughs> you know, that's my, my one, my, well, my biggest vice is chocolate. So... Every time he opened it, and then when he gets the golden ticket, I kept thinking, pick the fucking chocolate up, Charlie. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. but, but no, I think as, as a, a reminiscent piece, this is a, it's just so, it just brings back such memories for me, Dave, watching it. I mean, Charlie's a snivelling mad arse, isn't he really? But he, he is good for his family. <laughs> that paper round pays for a lot. His granddad snuffed the bread. He's even got money for his <laughs> mum. When he gives her the money, though, it's proper pathetic keep this mum for you and I'm just like oh no I'm going to start paying for you I'm waiting for these other grandparents to go you selfish bastard Joe we want something as well you know with this free up, free up. but it is what it is and I, and I think we don't get to see Gene Wilder till halfway through it but you've got that guy that fucking slugworth aren't you with a big scar on his face and nobody mm. nobody bats an eyelid that this guy is grabbing kids to one side and whispering in their ears Dave do you know what I mean 70s go, Chris yeah, well, yeah, we, we know, yeah. You, you know what I saw? i tell you what, you know what I saw? It's fucking terrible on, I think it was Twitter, was Jimmy Savile on How I Got News <laughs> For You, right? And he's Fuck on there yeah. next to Ian, what's it called? Oh, Ian, I, think, I think I might have seen this. Oh, Go on. my God. And they say to him, Angus Deaton says to him, like, 
Jimmy Savvy, you still a wrestler? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm still a wrestler. Yeah, he goes, the most feared man in, in every uh, girls' school in the country. Yeah. And you see everyone yeah, just yeah. go, oh. and there's a woman on it like, holy, f and nobody says, oh, they all go, yeah, he's fucking right. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it, it's grim, isn't it? It's hiding in plain sight. But um, nothing to do with this film, by the way. No, <laughs> well, <yeah>. you <laughs> but you know this this tried and trusted story, Chris, which everyone knows. Everyone's either read the book or watched one of the two movies. Wonka announces that you're going to get these five golden tickets in the Wonka bars, and I like how it kind of goes through these different scenes not just the winners so as as the winners we get to meet augustus gloop we get to meet the spoiled little brat veruca salt we get to meet uh violet as well and also mike tv and uh, you know i i like the introduction to all of those characters and i've kind of forgotten that there's this whole ruse. So someone says that they've found the ticket, so the fifth golden ticket, and actually they've not. But when when it's like mass fucking panic to try and get these five golden tickets because everyone in the world, the one that made me laugh was like, you know, uh, some woman's husband has obviously been kidnapped. And she's like, tell them, how, I'll give them anything. And then <laughs> the police woman's like, uh, they said you, they want your box of Wonka bars <laughs> She's like, can I have a bit of time to think about it <laughs> I like I like the psychologist guy as well when that guy's you know keep talking about Wonka bars and, and I've had a premonition and then he says you know tell me where are they you know and you're getting these different things <laughs> yeah. I, I'll tell you who I do love it David I remember him as a kid I thought he was great he's the school teacher Charlie's school teacher yeah when when, when it, all the kids are going mad and he's like what, what, what's going on he goes Willy Wonka's open in his chocolate factory sir these five golden tickets and then he says something he's like no class dismissed he goes no no class class re-dismissed and then someone says something else he goes class dismissed and this fucking 40 year old teacher's going out to get into Willy Wonka's Dave that's <laughs> I love the way they build the hysteria of Willy Wonka and this mystical chocolate factory I think it's I think that side of it and I agree with you Dave brilliant it's really really good the way they put it all together yeah and I think the teacher is is very British, isn't he? And yeah. and that's what made me think, oh, it's probably shot in London or something. But no, like you say, it was in Munich. And and you can see from the aesthetic probably why they chose that. But um it's it's weird how they've got, you know, the all these accents all over the place. It's great. But uh again, you get when when Charlie, you know, he finds some money and we've seen how hard up the family are. And Charlie just decides to spend it and then gorges himself on the chocolate bar, doesn't he? Good and man. just happens to find <laughs> happens to find the golden ticket, you know, and, and legs it back home. So you know, no no real surprises there. Like I say, we we've seen this a, a million times. Um but you know, then then that's when Slugworth comes in, isn't it? And then he offers the reward for a sample of uh, Wonka's everlasting gobstopper. Yeah, and that explains what he said to the four other kids. I will say, though, just quickly, Dave, Veruca Salt, Roy Kinnear, the dad, he's fucking, yeah. he's trying everything yeah. to get that little shit a gold ticket. He's got a full factory of people. And then he's, what does he say to them all? 
anybody who gets it gets an extra pound or something. Or he's like, wow, <laughs> wow. But but that I think he's really good, isn't it, Roy Kinnear? And, and Veruca Salt's horrible. And they all are. I think Mike's the only one, Mike TV, who out of like Augustus and all, they all sort of deserve what they get when they actually get to the factory. But Mike's not bad. But I do think that it's a morality thing and it's all about children, isn't it? Which is Roald Dahl's speciality, Dave. So I think, I know Roald Dahl reading some of the stuff wasn't happy with the movie. They changed the name. Yeah. Uh, even Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka, they, they, they were not going with him originally. They were actually looking at, oh, what's he called? Eric Idle, was it? Not Eric Idle. Um, well, Eric there's, Idle. there's a couple of names a few, uh, yeah. that I've got here. So Sid James is one. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Kenneth Williams as well. It'd have been a different movie, wouldn't it? Oh my god. But but I think it works with Gene Wilder. So, so when the, obviously like you say, let's talk about Uncle Joe then. So Charlie gets the ticket, everyone's grabbing him, he legs it. Some random guy's going, Charlie, go home. Don't speak to anyone. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who are you? How do you know him? He just legs it home. Bumps into Slug with him, and then he, when he comes in, Uncle Joe, and he's like, I want you to go, fuck you, Mum. You know, you're slaving away there, absolutely I working 15-hour days. Fuck you. I'm taking fucking Peg Leg Pete who can fucking <laughs> now get up, and he's fucking jumping around like fucking Dick he's Van Dyke. fucking claiming disability. <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got a mobility scooter outside. Next minute, he's like stood up like, whoa. It's 20 years, Dave. Not a chance. The bed sores alone would have killed the fucker. But it works. <laughs> it works for the for the thing. And his suit still fits. So I think what's nice is when they go to the factory, and I was looking at like the pictures of the factory. Now, when I was a kid, Dave, that factory seemed huge. But when you watch it yeah. come out, it's just a door. And it is a factory in Munich that they use, but it, it's like it's so small. And when Gene Wilder comes out with the limp, it was actually Gene Wilder who wanted that. That bit in the film, you know, he, he had to... That was say, his condition, wasn't it? Yeah, his condition that he wanted to come out and roll and do... So, so I always remember it when the stick, the cane gets stuck and he rolls. And I don't... It's so strange now, Dave, because he has got a slight twang in his accent, and he? He's not completely American in certain bits he is, but other bits he isn't. But yeah, it, it, the, the just for pure reminiscence of this movie, I think once it gets to halfway... It all just came back like more than anything. I was like, oh, I know. I've, I knew what was going on before, but this especially, I was like waiting for all the stupid bits in the factory. I, have to, I really, really enjoyed it. I've got to be honest, I did. Yeah. The whole kind of coming out with a limp, and it goes on for ages, doesn't yeah, it? it <laughs> when was, he's walking, yeah. and it's like, it feels like it's about two minutes while he's getting to the gate. And then he kind of stumbles over, does a little roly poly. Um, the reason he wanted to do that was because from that point on, you've got no idea. Is he telling the truth? Is he on the level, or is he kind of trying to kid everyone and trick everyone? And I think it, in hindsight, you know, you kind of retrofit in how good an idea that was. But I, I think it's, I think it's genius to be honest, because yeah. I, I think a lot of the subtlety in how Gene Wilder is playing it, got to be honest, Chris, was completely lost on me as a kid. He was just Charlie. Uh, uh, sorry, Charlie. He was Willy Wonka, and, and that was it. You know, he just owned this chocolate factory. But watching it now, you see, like, you've got no idea if he is just absolutely bullshitting almost every line that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. 
and I agree with that. I think I think that's such a great observation because he's dropping one line. He's in all the spoiled kids. He's got a line for him, hasn't he? Because obviously yeah. Slugworth sort of observed him and, and fed back to him. We don't know at this point. We just know Slugworth, as we think, is his biggest rival. And he's sort of fed back on each character. So, And I think what's good, Dave, when they first go in as well, is that one of the most iconic scenes in this movie is the fucking bit where they walk down the hall and the room gets smaller. But then as he <laughs> opens the door and puts the code in, that door just opens up a massive... And it doesn't make any sense. I kept looking... I, I still to this day looked at it. I was looking behind it going... That makes no sense that that raw, that room has just gone into a, a small sort of square and they're all crouched down and then they go through into the factory. But <laughs> it just worked and I, I always remember it so well and it's been used and used. I saw it in Family Guy the other week. It was used in the scene, Dave, as well. Yeah. So it, it's been in all sorts of different things. What I would say was I did love when... <laughs> He first starts putting stuff in and he's putting coats in. And he puts a pair of Puma fucking King footy boots in. Oh, they probably weren't Puma King, but he puts them in and someone says, what's that for, Wonk? And he goes, give it a bit of a kick. You know, and they're all stupid dad jokes, but they just, they're just stupid. Like, thinking he's putting coats and old jackets in there and fucking clothes and all sorts of shit. And he's obviously all a big blag because he's not giving anything away. Exactly what you said about... The lying, can you trust him? It just made perfect yeah. sense what he was doing. And he kept saying, do not eat any of the food, you know, any of the chocolate mm, or anything like that. Yeah. That was that was also the test, wasn't it? Yeah, I, because, I mean, the kids, I mean, they are little spoiled brats, aren't they? And you get Augustus Gloop, he's the first one to go, isn't he? And he takes, he, you know, he's he's bending over he's trying to you know get all the chocolate from the chocolate river and i've got to say chris that looks like fucking blackpool seafront that water yeah that, that did not look like chocolate when, when, no. you, know, you know when they walk in for the first time and you see it all when i was a kid it was like hansel and gretel you know the gingerbread yeah. house and all that i used to think oh and they're all that they're picking up like the whipped cream stuff in it. and when you look at it now i'm like that is fucking minging you know the the it does look like sewage water, doesn't it? It doesn't look like chocolate. Yeah. Oh, it's minging. But it, it worked as a kid. I was completely bought in that. I always wanted to visit Willy Wonka's factory. Yeah. But I love the fact that, you know, his mum is panicking and saying, do something, do something. And he's like, stop, police, murder. <laughs> you know, he's just, he's just not really arsed at all. And, um, you know, the other, so, so there's something obviously going wrong there. You know, be uh, not going wrong. It's completely the wrong thing to say. What what I mean is, it's not completely unexpected that Augustus Gloop has ended up going that way. Yes. You know, he, he, Willy Wonka. He's just not surprised at all, is he? And he's just so underwhelmed by the whole thing and and not really asked. But when he he, he gets stuck. <laughs> You know, fat kid joke. Uh, he gets stuck <laughs> up the pipe, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he you takes know, that, him away. That gets, that's get that gets rid of uh, him and his mum out of the uh, out of the situation. But you know, again, when he's talking about, he's introduced the umpa lumpers, hasn't he? And he has his little flute there. <laughs> And um, he talks about the Umpa Lumpers, and, and I can't remember where he says they come from. But again, it's this outlandish story that you're like, yeah, all of that sounds like bullshit, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like nonsense. And in the remake, they actually go to that Umpa Lumpa land. 
you know, where he and, and he meets the chief and everything. And it's like, well, it, it was in our minds. We, we weren't sure. Was Gene Wilder just pulling our leg there? Was he just bullshitting that as well? As he basically just got some uh, little people and painted them orange. You know, seems more likely, doesn't it, than having umpa lumbers. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah. bad. It's so bad, isn't it, Dave? It is. You know, it's fucking bad. But I'll tell you which bit of the movie I hated as a kid, and I, and I absolutely hate it even more, is the whole Veruca Salt musical bit. I fucking hate that. You know, with the eggs yeah. and everything, Dave. It always... I, I think she did a job as a spoiled little brat. Oh, it she's a really perfectly. good child actor, Oh, brilliant, she? she's like, brilliant. It's like Joffrey. You know, oh, the, the kid who played yeah, Joffrey. Exactly Absolutely mean, yeah. brilliant at making us hate them. Yeah, she, she did a good job. And obviously Roy Kinnear's with her trying to stop her, but she just goes absolutely do lally, doesn't she? But, but I think... Because there's a few musical numbers in this that you always remember, like I've got a golden ticket, his mum singing and all that. But this one always stands his out. His mum singing. Do you, do you remember his mum singing? Because I uh, that all of the iconic songs that are out of this one, I, I just didn't remember the mum singing one. Well, you know why I remembered it because it almost sounds like Mary Poppins. You know when she does that, feed the birds, tuppence. Oh like, right, it's good. okay. I'm not singing anymore that day, but it it, it, <laughs> it just had, it always, I don't know why, it always interwoven. Mary Poppins is one day I've watched loads of times, so I, I, and that's on my list as well at some point, because I've seen that so many times, the original one. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah so, so I do, this just pissed me off, and I was like, yeah, I'm so glad you're gone now. I'm so glad you've gone, Veruca, <laughs> you horrible little brat. And, and I think as it goes through, like the one, the violet one, fucking chewing yeah, and minging yeah. when she's telling a friend when she wins a ticket. Oh, yeah, yeah. Had it, and that's my best friend, and he's like, oh, that's minging. But it all works out, and she goes violet, you know, like, and, and ends up fucking rolling out and stuff. So it all transpires, and, with, and he says, Donnie Wonka goes, right, we're down to two now then. You know, and it's just, yeah. it's just stupid. It, it, Morality-wise, it's brilliant. But knowing what happens at the end, he's not a great businessman, Dave. He's just going to hand over the whole factory to some fucking random kid who's got a newspaper <laughs> around. There's nothing about business. But I think as a spectacle, watching it still now, it's still an enjoyable movie without a doubt. Yeah. So, I mean, you mentioned Family Guy, and, and I've seen that episode many times where, where they do a parody of that. But Charlie and Joe, they go and drink the fizzy uh, lifting drinks, yes. don't they? Yeah. And then they end up, you know, going higher and higher into the fan, and then they find out, to, you know, if they burp, it gets rid of the gas, and then they could go, you know, they could sink down to the floor again. But, of course, in Family Guy, they fart. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that gets them back down to the floor again so uh like you say it's just it's just ingrained in our popular culture this one isn't it yeah it's for for, for people of our age dave i think and even my younger brothers and sisters if i'm 42 so when you there's nine of us so maybe the first five of us lois she's 35 so for us lot we would watch this continually no matter what age yeah. we were at we would always watch it up to i probably watched it up to about 14 and then stopped watching it and then it would be on sporadically like you say you'd pick bits up of it and and things like that it is it's just an iconic movie of our time as our especially of our yeah. childhood because like i said the golden ticket thing dave i always hope <laughs> fucking chocolate bar thinking oh i wonder if this is a golden ticket that's pathetic because <laughs> it was never a wonka bar but yeah it was just one of them things as a kid that you grow up like believing 
Yeah. I tell you what, Chris, I do find the set design, even now, 50 years on, to be absolutely amazing. You know, like you say, when you go into that kind of Hansel and Gretel, the, the, the factory, it's so colorful. It looks amazing. Everything looks like you can eat it. Again, don't know how hygienic all of that was. Um, but when you get Mike TV and he has to shrink down, I mean, some of the animation effects of, of the little pixels going through the air are a bit dodgy. But just, again, the, the costumes, the set design, I, I just found it really good because, of course, Mike TV is the last one to go, isn't he? He wants to get shrunk into the TV. Um so again, I, I just really liked how they did that. No, I agree with that as well because I think like some of the machinery, Dave, like you know, like he's got the one with all the smoke and I mean, he's putting the clothes in and things like that. Absolutely bang on. I, honestly, I totally agree with that. I, I don't. There's a lot of things that's aged, but there's a lot of things that haven't. And I think the color palette is brilliant. And you know me, I don't usually go that in depth. Uh, you know, with movies, but I'd really, really stood out, especially watching it on a like a 4K TV. It, it is, it's such a good movie to see on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Well, when Mike TV does go, you then get uh, Joe and Charlie. They're the only two left. And he's like, thank you very much. I'll, you know, head down there and uh, help yourself on the way out. Um, and it transpires that, you know, they failed as well. And uh, Grandpa Joe gets a bit pissed off, doesn't he? Yep, just a little bit, Dave. And as a pop, doesn't he? Uh, the old Willie there. And, and I think as yeah, well, old Dave. He's a crook. He's a crook, yeah, because Willie's just been an arse, hasn't he, really? He says he broke the contract, he broke the rules, Charlie's dead upset. But then Charlie gives him back the gobstopper, doesn't he, Dave? Yeah. And it's all a big ruse and stuff <gasps> if we work oh. for him. You know what, Chris? I, I realise we've missed something here. You know what we've missed? The the bit where they're going down and it's like a boat and it's like going down oh, into a small world or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the psychedelic thing. That's very, very strange, that, but you're right, Dave. Yeah, it's just, again, I don't, I don't quite know what is going on there because apart from that bit, you know, and, and this end bit, Willy Wonka's completely in control and he's just, you know, he's being sarcastic, he's bullshitting quite a lot, but, you know, he's he's kind of rhyming and stuff and you're getting all these psychedelic uh, images in the background and Gene Wilder's just going off his nut, it seems. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know what they're going for here. <laughs> Maybe the fucking chocolate's laced with LSD or something, Dave. But it, it, it could be. It is, it's a very trippy 1960s feel, like you would see in a Beatles movie or something. You know, something really really out there and it's quite scary because you you look i can imagine you get motion sickness if you're watching this in the cinema you might have got motion sickness on that bit because it's all over the camera's just flying everywhere isn't it yeah 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 but um it reminds me of tommy you know the musical tommy with, um, the, yeah, the, uh, the pinball wizard yeah yeah fingers in, in lead singer in roger daltrey yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but um yeah at the end Willy Wonka does go off on one, doesn't he? I mean, he proper loses it. <laughs> He's basically, there's no swearing. But just before, you know, Charlie gives him back his gobstopper, he proper goes off on one and loses his temper, like. And then, after Charlie gives him the gobstopper, he's like, oh, you've passed. 
it's like you know I know we're 50 years on but I think now you'd be like what was what the fuck was all that about then <laughs> what, what's up with you you fucking mad <laughs> yeah you fucking miserable bastard I don't want your fucking factory <laughs> that's brilliant Dave that's brilliant but what would what would he have done if he'd fucking just said to me like well fuck you then fucking willy I don't want it anyway <laughs> you know what I mean so no not working for you you'd be a nightmare of a boss to work for <laughs> brilliant absolutely brilliant but again and then we get the glass you know, the elevator, don't we? Which yeah. goes up into yeah, the air. Yeah. And another iconic moment, Dave, he basically says, you've got the factory. But it, but as a kid, I always thought he'd give him the factory there and then give him the keys, but it's not. It's when he retires sort of thing, that's when I'll give you the factory. I'd, I'd never picked up on that watching it this time. But I think, look, it's a feel-good movie. It, it's obviously 50 years old, not 41. I don't know whether nine years went there, Dave, completely wrong. But, but it's just... Something I can reminisce over. I don't, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to sit down and seek it out and watch it again, but if it's definitely on the telly again, I would definitely watch it. I think it's one of those for me as well that if it's on, I'll watch it. But if I'm looking about for something to watch, I won't necessarily put it on. Yeah. It's very strange, very strange. Mm-hmm. But Chris, should we get into our final review? Let's go. Well, Chris, go on. I'm dying to know where are you going to put this one. Well, well, actually, Dave, I've got a little bone to pick with uh, Mr. Blake uh, Biles as well, Dave, because oh, right. his, his analysis of our show is absolutely fantastic. And I was looking at where we put movies, and I think I think I, there's a couple that I hardly touch on. It's either to the top, middle, or bottom, Dave. So, yeah. unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with Trend. I'm putting it right in the middle. I think it's a very strong Hill Valley. It's a great movie. It's a great to reminisce and go back on it. Like, so we're having a bit of a laugh about the grandparents and stuff, but I think it's 50 years old. And even though it has aged, there's a lot of it that hasn't, and it's definitely worth a watch. The, the, the moral compass of it is brilliant. And I think you're right. Gene Wilder's fantastic. That bit when he comes out, like you say, takes too long, but I think maybe he was thinking, hang on, I've, I've not been in it for 40 minutes. You need to see me. So <laughs> yeah. I think his... 40-minute cameo as such steals the show and he won awards for his portrayal of Willy Wonka, didn't he? I think he came runner-up in a couple of awards as well. So so great, great movie, Dave. It's just not one of my favourites. It's just something that I can I can go, you know what, I've watched that so many times. Yeah, I, re- I really enjoyed it. And good pick, Kent, as well. Really good pick. So about yourself, Dave? You know, for me personally, I think I'm going to have to agree with you. It goes right in the middle there. I've got such great nostalgic memories of watching this as a kid. You know, it, it is one of those few movies that just sticks with you. You know, there are so many iconic moments. The music is absolutely brilliant. The performance of uh, Gene Wilder is fantastic. You know, and the kids do a good job, especially the little shits. You know, make <laughs> you really, you know, it makes you hate them, doesn't it? Um, but just not, not as an adult now, it's not the sort of movie I'd just go and put on. But I think if I was to rate it on a on an absolute scale, then I think I'd be tempted to put this up at the top as a Cloud City because 50 years on, Chris, how many movies can last that long, you know, and just and still be very, very watchable and appeal to kids now? I tell you, tried to put Ghostbusters on for the kids. They hated it. 
<laughs> you know what, Dave? Your children cool. have got great taste, my yeah. friend. Scott Wevel, if you're listening, have some of that, son. <laughs> but this one, it just remains watchable. And if you know, you can get past the haircuts and the flares and everything. It's, it's even better. But yeah, for me personally, it's a hill valley. But I think, you know, it, this does deserve to be one of those classic movies that has stood the test of time really well. No, good, good one, Dave. Been a, a great pick, and thanks, Kent, as always for that. That was your pick. It was brilliant, mate. Really good. Uh, if you do want to support us, guys, get over to patreon.com forward slash VHS Strikes Back. Big thanks to our patrons today. So obviously we've got Kent, we've got Dylan Beecroft, we've got Lucky Lulu Green, we've got Herb, uh, Jax, Math, Blake, John Hammond, Brent from the Cinema Chat Podcast, and the amazing Mr. Tony Farina. So thank you guys for all your support and. It's been it's been great, Dave. It's been really, really good. And if you want to follow us as always on social media at VHS Strikes Back, if you want to email us, the VHS Strikes Back at gmail.com. So, Dave, I may have looked at the calendar and I've only ever seen this movie once, but I know that it was made by someone at Mont- uh, Monty Python, Dave. And I know that it's a film that is absolutely revered all over the world. That a lot of people have it as an absolute sleeper sci-fi hit. So what are we going to be doing next week? Yep, this is going to be the choice of Dylan, and he has chose Fifth Element, Chris. Now let's get into the trailer. I know, just like Sword and Sorcery, Chris, sci-fi is not one of your favourites, even though you like all these sci-fi movies. Um, (laughs) I genuinely have no idea where or what you're going to make of this one, because I I remember quite liking it. Uh, It's Bruce Willis, of course. Um, You know, so I I do think... uh, I think you might enjoy it, but I'm not that confident... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I have seen it once, Dave. I've definitely seen it. Bruce Willis, Chris, uh, thingy, him out of Rush Hours in it as well. And it's the first time you really see him, Chris. Chris. Oh, oh I got, I got oh, them you got mixed this wrong up last time. time. You got it wrong I think last it time. It is Chris Rock this no, time. No, it's not Chris Rock. It's, it's not, Chris it's Rock. It's Chris Tucker. Oh, Chris Tucker. Tucker. That's yeah, what I, I said last time, wasn't it? Off. 
Yeah, Glenn told us off. I did say Chris Rock last time when I met yeah. Chris Tucker. It's Chris. I've seen it once. Is it Terry Gilliam who makes this one, Dave? He made from Monty Python. It's his movie. Uh, I think so. It feels a bit Terry Gilliam. Yeah, I'm uh, sure it's him who's involved in this one. I mean, I don't see him on the. Yeah, I, th- I think you've just made that up, Chris. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Wait a minute. I'm not having that. I, there's some Monty Python reference, Dave. Definitely. Mm. Hang on a sec. Just one second. Let me have a look. I thought it was Dave. I've, 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 I, may, I may be way off there. What movie am I thinking? Of? <laughs> well, it's directed by Luke Besson, produced by Patrice Ludo. What am I? I, I have no idea what you think. <laughs> I have about seen that. it, Dave. I have seen it. Um, yeah, let's just move on from that faux pas, <laughs> Dave. I honestly thought he was something to do with it, but anyway, right. Anyway, so no, you're not I, thinking of um, oh, those Baron something or other. Oh, which I, I have no idea what you're thinking of. No, there's something I've got my wires crossed there. Apologies, everyone, before you start telling me off, but I apologise. So, Dave, just before you take us out, I've got to make a correction. It was 12 Monkeys starring Bruce Willis with Terry Gilliam. So, the power <laughs> and Brad Pitt. I kept thinking Brad Pitt was in it, but I've seen that as well. So, so, there you so go. it's Bruce Willis yeah, is the connection then. The, but Terry Gilliam, it is, and it's 95, this came, that came out. Because I remember Brad Pitt's in it, Dave. So, anyway, what were you going to take us out with? I apologise. <laughs> so i will uh, leave you with a typically contradictory line said by gene wilder playing of course willy wonka and i'll say the suspense is terrible i hope it'll last see you next time bye that's it man game over man it's game over what the fuck are we gonna do now what are we gonna do maybe we could build a fire sing a couple of songs huh why don't we try that we better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll be back. That's night. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Wax on, wax off. One ring the bell. All right. Ding, ding. Bless you all. Well, here we go. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Come on. Ain't so bad. Ain't nothing. You must be crazy or something. I'm crazy. You're just a stupid fool. Yeah, maybe you're crazy. You ain't breathing heavy. He's a fool. He's stupid. I've seen you in six months.